Hi, I'm Snigdha Sharma and you're listening to 3 Things, the Indian Express news show. In this episode, we talk about the Jhansi incident involving the harassment of nuns by pro-Hindutva youths. We also talk about the first IED blast in Chhattisgarh this year along with a Maratha quota hearing. Beginning with the Jhansi incident. Last Friday, two nuns and two postulants of the Sacred Heart Congregation of Delhi were forced to get off a train by the railway police in Uttar Pradesh's Jhansi. This was after a group of men who claimed to be working for the Hindu Samaj suspected that the girls were being taken for forced conversion. It did not take long for the accusation to be proved false. But the harassment of the women has garnered criticism from all corners. In this segment, we spoke to Indian Express's Asad Rahman about the incident. So, Asad, if you can begin by telling us what exactly happened that day. So, on March 19, there were four Christian women, two of them nuns and two of them postulants, who were preparing to be sisters, traveling on a train from Delhi to Raurkela, and which crosses Jhansi. And there were a group of ABVP members on the train who raised an alarm that the, the two nuns were actually trying to convert the other two women and the abvp members then lodged a formal complaint with the rpf and they were written complaints saying that illegal conversion is happening and that action should be taken against these people after that the railway police force intervened and they asked the four women to get off the train and they were taken to the police station and after uh, some inquiries were made and their certificates were checked it was found that the two women who were allegedly being converted were christian since their birth and uh, they were allowed to go only after the inquiries were made and calls were made to their parents asking if they uh, know about waters whereabouts and uh, then they were allowed to go back and there are several videos of the incident that have come out on social media which show that the ABVP members are basically heckling the women and are saying that you are here to convert these women and uh, that action will be taken against you. So, who were these people who harassed these women? And also, do we have any information about the identity of these men? So, a person named Ajay Shankar Tiwari, who's a resident of Jhansi and who's an ABVP member, he was the one who lodged the complaint. And in his complaint, he has claimed that he was traveling in another coach of the train. But after he came across these women, he thought that something suspicious was happening. And that is when he decided to lodge a formal complaint, a written complaint. He also called up a BHP senior official who's posted in Jhansi and told him about the incident. And his complaint alleges that these two nuns were trying to convert the other two women who were 19 years old. And he's basically stated that they informed the police about it, government railway police. And after that, once the police was asked about if any action is going to be taken against Tiwari for making a false complaint, the police on Wednesday said that till now they have not received a formal complaint from the 
the other side which is the nuns and the two women and if they do then they will take action okay so what was the railway police's response to the complaint against the nuns so the railway police in jhansi they say that once they got the complaint they immediately rushed to the spot and started the inquiries and because the train stop at jhansi was not very long so the women had to be deported from the train and they had to get off for further inquiries and once the, these inquiries involved calling up the parents of the two girls who were allegedly being converted and once the calls were made and the police and the complainants were satisfied that there was no illegal conversion then they, these four women were allowed to leave from jhansi right so after this incident gained attention um especially online has the railway police said anything about holding the harassers accountable senior officers in the railway police force uttar pradesh say that a detailed investigation is being done into the whole incident after uh, home minister amit shah assured that action will be taken in the issue and that those who are found guilty will face action so the railway police up railway police is conducting a detailed investigation into the whole incident and the report is awaited and once the report comes out the railway police says that they will take further action right so talking about the home minister what exactly has he said regarding what happened and also has there been any response from the kerala government home minister amit shah has assured that the government in uttar pradesh will ensure that the culprits are brought to justice he made the statement while addressing a rally in kerala in a constituency which has a sizable christian population and uh, he has assured that action will be taken and th- this comes after kerala chief minister pinarayi vijayan wrote a letter to mr amit shah and expressed shock over the incident and in his letter he demanded action against all groups and individuals who disrupt and impair the freedom of individual rights guaranteed by the constitutions okay so has there been any reaction to the incident from the christian community in kerala father jacob g palakapalli spokesperson of the kerala catholic bishops conference told the indian express yesterday that this is a common occurrence he he says that every year during holy uh, the holy week or days closer to christian festivals incidents like this happen and he said that the government at the center needs to make better arrangements for the safety of the christian community and he's also alleged that central government does not have regard for the christian community Sister Usha Maria of the congregation has said that the postulants were returning home to Raurkela accompanied by the nuns after finishing a course in Delhi and this has been the response Christian community has given a strong statement on the whole incident and has demanded that action is taken right so finally asad if you can tell us how the abvp has responded to its members harassing women in this manner Meanwhile, the ABVP spokesperson has said that the workers who made the complaint were not acting at the behest of the organization, and whatever they did in their personal capacity, and that's what their official stand on the whole issue is. Coming to the Chhattisgarh IED blasts on Tuesday this week, Chhattisgarh saw its first Maoist attack of 2021. An IED blast in Narayanpur left five personnel of the District Reserve Guard or DRG dead, while many were injured. A day before the incident, more than 100 DRG personnel from five camps on the Dantewara-Narayanpur axis had embarked on an anti-Maoist operation that yielded little success. 
Senior officials now believe that Maoists triggered the IED after discovering plans of the security personnel. To find out more about this, we spoke to Indian Express's reporter from Chhattisgarh, Gargi Verma. So, Gargi, if you can begin by telling us what exactly happened. On Tuesday, the 23rd of March, there was an IED blast 55 kilometers from the district headquarters of Narayanpur, Chhattisgarh. The blast was targeted at a bus that was carrying security personnel back from an anti-Naxal operation to their base camp. The blast uh, occurred on a small bridge over a small stream. The blast was triggered using command wire, which is basically wired device through which the blast was triggered. Five personnel lost their lives. The blast was very strong. Police believes there was 40 kgs of explosives that were used because of which the bus fell off the bridge. Seven of them severely injured, suffered injuries because of the collision and the falling of the bus. So they were impact injuries more than blast injuries. Five personnel were killed, some of them because of the blast and some of them because of the impact of the bus falling off the bridge. This was the first big incident in this year, 2021 in Chhattisgarh against the police. There are several ID blasts, different types. Some are remote controlled, whereas some are wired. This was a wired one. Police believes the people who triggered the blast were hardly a hundred meter away from the bridge when the blast occurred. So after investigating the blasts, uh, have the authorities found out why it happened? Were there any security lapses? What we know about how the blast occurred is that the ID device was put right at the beginning of the bridge and it was uh, dug in deep, more than four to five feet. The wires of the device were covered with carbon paper, which makes it very difficult for the detection, for the devices that are used for the mining operation detection. The carbon paper makes it very difficult for the devices to understand if there is a wire underneath or not. It is possible that uh, whenever there is a party, whenever there are parties going on anti-Naxal operation, there is always a road opening party that goes before, checks for landmines, checks for IEDs dug in the ground, checks if there are people present who could ambush or who could cause problems later. The same was followed in this case as well. There was a road opening party, there was a demining party, but they could not find the mine or the IED before these guys were returned. So whenever parties go out for Naxal operations, the general understanding is that they close all wireless communication. They stop all wireless communication because it can be intercepted by the Maoists who use wireless communication amongst themselves as well. However, in this case, once the operation had ended, one of the parties let it loose that they were returning to the base camp, which could have been a blunder. And hence, senior officials are now saying that they want Complete silence until all parties have returned back to their base camps and not just till the operation lasts. It is possible that these guys got, that the Maoists got to know that the parties were returning at a particular point of time. Okay. So, Gargi, if you can tell us more about the anti-Maoist operation that the security personnel were returning from before the blast occurred. Narayanpur is one of the worst hit districts in Chhattisgarh by the Maoists. It is uh, the home to the Mar forests, the Abuj Mar forests, which is believed to be the main area out of which Maoists function. Narayanpur has seen several 
instances in the past it is towards the west it's part of the bastar division and uh, security personnel have been targeted in narayanpur previously as well there have been instances narayanpur is one of the worst hit districts in chatisgarh by the maoists the security person had gone from two districts actually narayanpur and its neighboring district dantewada had gone on a two day operation and they were returning from an operation anti naxal operation that did not yield much success the people there were five camps five security personnel camps that were involved in this operation so there were five teams returning back to their base camps the team that was targeted was supposed to come back to the narayanpur district headquarter base camp and they were on their way from the kadinar camp the kadinar camp was hardly 4 kilometers away from where the blast occurred right so you mentioned demining uh, can you tell us how it works in areas like narayanpur so there are specific teams from all the security forces there are multiple security forces paramilitary forces state police forces that go on these missions or operations in like one team so of them multiple parties are involved in the pre work of the operation which is basically clearing out the ground and figuring out if there are any landmines bastar division and narayanpur district being one of the worst hits by the maoist insurgency have a lot of landmines have a lot of ieds planted deep in the ground which can be triggered by either a remote control or a wire these could also be pressure ieds so there is a proper demining operation that takes place in which the officials use a handheld device to sort of go over the ground and find out if there is any amount of metal that is lying deep beneath the surface this however does not re- yield a lot of results because like in this case because of the wires being covered in carbon paper they become very difficult to detect for the handheld devices and which is one of the problems that the forces have faced even in the past the maoists have used this carbon paper even in previous landmine or id explosions so uh, the demining operation basically consists of a, an entire team going through the area literally combing the entire area using a handheld device mining device which detects these wires which are lying underground Right. So, Gargi, if you can tell us a bit more about the District Reserve Guard or the DRG. So, the DRG is one of the uh, several teams that are involved in the anti-Naxal operations in Chhattisgarh. The DRGs basically are the most targeted as of right now because they are the surrendered cadres of the Naxals. So, last year on twenty-first of March, seventeen DRG personnel had died. in another maoist ambush which was in a different district one year later five drg personnel died on 23rd march so it is very clear that the maoists have been focusing on the drg a lot more than the other paramilitary forces right so finally what measures are the authorities taking to avoid such incidents in the future officials believe that the maoists are taking drastic measures to attack the police personnel because they have been facing a lot of backlash from the police so the one way to go forward is to increase the number of operations in the area increase the amount of surveillance around camps in the area 
it is also uh, the beginning of tcoc which is a period of high activity both in the maoist and the police front the maoists attack the police more in these months of tcoc which happens during the summer months so this definitely means that there is a lot yet to be done on the ground in terms of fighting the maoist insurgency coming to the maratha quota hearing the supreme court on thursday said that all reservation may go one day and only a quota based on economic criteria may remain but it clarified that these are matters of government policy a five judge constitution bench was hearing the challenge to the maharashtra state reservation for socially and educationally backward classes act which provides for a quota to the maratha community in jobs and admissions The bench is also considering whether there is a need to revisit its 1992 nine-judge constitution bench decision in the Indira Sahani case, capping the maximum quota limit to 50%. The judge made the remarks on reservation after advocate Sri Ram P. Pingle contended that caste-based reservation was being politicized. Pingle told the bench, and I quote, "I think the elephant that needs to be addressed in the room is caste." Unquote. He said that the Indira Sahani judgment for good or bad recognized caste as a ground for extending reservations. The council stressed on the need to make an endeavor to remove caste-based reservations in a phased manner. Pingle pointed out that Maharashtra was the only state where the Mandal Commission list was used to include caste which does not exist in Maharashtra. He pointed out that after the Indira Sahani judgment more than 100 castes were included. He said that over reservation is anti-reservation and he added that since this case has a larger magnitude on the social life of the country it may be appropriate to consider all the pending cases and take a holistic view Appearing for the petitioners opposing the Maratha quota law on the other hand senior advocate Sham Divan reiterated that the 50% limit should be retained He said that we are more equal now than we were 70 years ago and that the focus must be now on other forms of affirmative action. During the matter earlier the bench had said that the 50% ceiling is a manifestation of the right to equality and it wondered what would happen to the concept of equality if the ceiling is scrapped. The court also asked why affirmative action should be limited to reservation and not extended to promoting education and establishing more institutes for the upliftment of the backward classes. You were listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Snigdha Sharma, and was edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. You can follow us and leave us feedback on Facebook or Twitter at Express Podcasts, or send us an email at podcasts at indianexpress dot com. And if you like the show, please do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts from, so more people can find us. You can also look for us in the audio section in the top right corner of our website, indianexpress dot com. 